So it's something like, uh, they're the best, worst friends. Best, worst friends. Best, worst friends. With Doug and Tim. Guys, welcome back to the, uh, well, first unofficial side episode of the podcast, I guess. This is going to be uh, Best Nice Friends with my uh, co-host or guest for the afternoon mr justin shaw hello i'm your best nice friend good to be here uh i like what you've done with the podcast studio i didn't Thank you. Ex- i didn't expect so many l- pieces of leather and chain and it's a, is that a whip that yeah. is a whip yes yeah. nice. nice i like that uh yeah, yeah thanks for agreeing to yeah letting me lock the door too that was nice of you and i think by i'm no real estate agent but i think mm-hmm. this is technically listed as a grotto would you think so? Ooh. Yeah, I like it. Good grotto vibe, and uh, I'm happy to be here. What uh, what are we gonna talk about? What's uh, what's the deal? I just came in naked and not sure what's going on. Yeah, just naked and afraid. Naked. That's curious. Story of my life. Uh, we're sipping today, aren't we, Doug? We're sipping a little bit. We're sipping, having some sips, having a mango peach tempo gin mash or no gin smash. Sorry, I'm already smashed. Can't even read the name it's I'm a, having a i'm having a black fly nice we're partying like a, a couple of teenage girls what's up yeah. <laughs> in this the is, i think this is what you learn in your older years is that like it doesn't matter how you get there just like enjoy it exactly it doesn't have to be bad for exactly. years i thought it had to taste bad yeah and feel bad about yourself i'm kind of over beer now yeah. Yeah. Also, like, where's the? Why is this where I drew the line? I'm like, oh, I have to be manly. I have to drink beer. Like, yeah. why? No uh, other aspect of my life. I'm like, I have to be manly. No, I'm like, I, I look at me. I know I'm not manly. I'm not like an atypical like masculine man. And so, like, why am I even pretending? I'm gonna enjoy the nice things, the soft things, the sweet things. I'll, I'll like what I want to like. And uh, beer. Uh, I drank too much. I tell, I told you the story about why I don't do beer anymore, right? I don't, I don't know if you uh, did. It was, uh, well, I'm going to anyway. Because uh, yeah. imagine if I just brought it up and just didn't um, <laughs> didn't go into it. Um, I was at Emerson Comedy Club in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, comedy show. Called. Comedy yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> On a Tuesday, getting lit. Uh, now, old Justy, he doesn't drink very much. Uh, when I do, I usually have one to two pops, give or take, maybe two. Mm-hmm. And it was an IPA. Uh, this night, in particular, I decided to have uh, two IPAs before I did my set, and nice. during during the set, I had my third. By the time I was done, Ooh. an audience member got me another drink, and I polished off five IPAs. That Just a night. regular little Jimmy Jeffries over there, huh? Just I doubled. <laughs> pounding them. I doubled, I doubled my record in a day, and I was like, I, th- I was feeling pretty good. And uh, lovely, another nice best friend, Johnny Renton. He uh, he gave me a ride home, which I have no memory of. Uh, I last I remember is getting in, me leaning back and going, "I forget where I live." And uh, I woke up, and he's like, "Get home safe, bud." And I got out of the truck, uh, and I stumbled into my uh, my apartment, and mm-hmm. um, uh, I get a little sick, and I go to bed. And the next morning, uh, Diana, my uh, my fiance, she says, "Are you okay?" And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I got in and uh, got a little sick, and then I went to bed. She's like, yeah, you did do that all night. 
like you kept waking up, oh, running God. to the bathroom, bumping into the furniture, <laughs> and puking. I found you in the bathroom, passed out beside the toilet, <laughs> naked. <laughs> and I was like, I did what? Uh, and so uh, I I had to stop drinking after that by my own choice, just because she was like bewildered, not mad, not just disappointed, yeah. <laughs> which is worse. Which is all. It's always yeah. worse. Yeah. So so I uh, I've stopped beer since then just because i can kind of I, I feel like I, i'm in a little more control if i'm drinking like a lighter beverage yeah, yeah yeah i feel that we were talking about that with an audience member after a show on saturday in about, otterville yeah that was a fun fucking show it was a comedy club what well, was a golf club uh that had a comedy <laughs> show <laughs> should be a comedy club man it's fucking kick-ass man that was such a fun show that was one of those we were talking about afterwards was like one of those like yeah we should do this shows mm-hmm. Otterville, Otterville knows how to party, and I know they do because it sounds like uh, the name of a made-up town on The Simpsons that bought a monorail. Hell that's yeah, that's exactly like, what it sounds like. Why we like Otterville? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was um, well, who were we talking to about that? Was, uh, Some, I don't know. It was just this audience member I ended up talking to a lot of the night when I was there, who kept inviting me out to jet boat. Oh. But like that night he wanted to jet. Yeah, boat well, not you? that night, okay. but he's just like, I drive the jet boat at Niagara Falls. Like, come out and oh, ride the yeah. jet boat. So I was just asking because I find fucking everyone just fascinating if you ask enough questions, right? And I was like, what, what's what's the dream, man? Is it the jet boat? And he's like, not as a pay enough, but like, there are times I guess when the Coast Guard doesn't have a a boat that can get into some bodies if like people jump off the bridge or like commit suicide or fall in, like hikers fall in or whatever. So his jet boat has to go out there and like pick them up. Oh, God. So I was just asking him, like, are there ever people who are just like, we? Oh, yeah, I remember why we're here. Oh. That's right. God. Yeah, we're getting a hiker who fell in. You know, that boat sounds like a great venue for a comedy <laughs> show. Could be the next great yeah. comedy club here in Canada. That could be, uh, sounds be very great. nice, very cool. What, what would it be like a play on the Maid of the Mist, but with, like, a comedy oh, spin to it? Oh, fuck. Uh, uh... Uh, the maid of the jest. I was gonna say uh, maybe like haha's on the falls or something. Uh, oh god, uh, <laughs> really just, putting you on the spot. These poor listeners. Patent just, it right now. Patent I know. it right now. Uh, let's see. Niagara Falls washing, uh, washing over the shores. Uh, uh, fuck. I don't know. <laughs> just call it a yuck yucks. Who cares? Dude, I wish I had a camera on you right now. The way you're holding the microphone, you look like a T Rex. Yeah, I'm a doing stand up. Um, by the way, my arms are—they're uh, currently perched like a T-Rex. I got my—I got my gin smash in my right hand, and I'm just holding, holding the mic ever so like a lounge singer from the '50s who's just wondering where it all went wrong, <laughs> uh, or T-Rex if you prefer. <laughs> what else, Doug? What else? What else is happening in the podcast world? What's happening in the grotto? Why? Why does this show exist? Why? What happened? What happened to Tim? Tim's fine. Tim's fine. Tim's not being like held hostage anywhere. Tim's. Did you Tim kill is completely Tim? Okay. Tim is completely alive. He's fine. He's just busy. Does that boat need to take a trip around the falls? Is that what you're trying to no, say? No, no. Tim okay. is gonna be completely okay. Don't you worry about Mr. Timothy Chalamet Nicholson. He is going to be completely okay. That's just not his middle name. Tim Chalamet Nicholson. I forget his middle name. I think it's Robert. That feels like it could be his nick his uh, middle name. Listeners, email us at bestworstfriendsclub7 uh, at gmail.com nice. and let us know 
our uh, dear friend's middle name. If you know it, if you can guess his middle name correctly, we're going to mail you an autographed copy. We're going to email you a transcript of today's episode. Tim, you're not allowed to answer. You want this transcript. It's going to be hot. It's not even done yet because I'm still writing it as we talk. Uh, So, yeah, Tim, wherever you are, loving babies, loving babies. That's where he is. Love I was. Babies. I thought of a question I wanted to ask you after what we were talking about. What was the last manly thing that you did? Oh, oh God. Where you're like, did something, you're like, man, I'm a man now. Okay. Like, I sometimes have to hammer stuff when I do the granite work, and I'm like yes. carrying the granite in. Beforehand, I have to cut some wood with a saw and then put it on the countertop yes. and nail it in. And every time, I'm like, I'm a man now. Last manly thing, I stood up to somebody. At a comedy show. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, I stood up to a heckler. Uh, not like I wasn't even on stage. Is uh, uh, my friend Raiden was on stage doing uh, doing their act, and they're doing great. And then mm-hmm. this gentleman came into the show uh, during uh, the performance. It was like the last minute, and they were like doing good. Like they were working. And I was like, good for them. They're they're having fun. And then this dude comes in. And he just starts talking, and he's clearly just kind of drunk. He's a bar fly. He's yeah. uh, not really sure what's going on, and he thinks it's like a call and response thing. And I can sense everyone's kind of antsy. Then he makes some off-colored remark, which I won't get into. uh, But I walked up to him, and I got very close to him, and I looked him in the eye and said, you need to stop talking right now. Hell yeah. And he did. He looked like the cat that ate the canary. And (laughs) I've never done that. I don't know what came over me. My only thought maybe was I was just worried about... Raiden set. I just didn't want them to like kind of bail on a premise and just kind of end on a whimper because they were doing good. And uh, I just felt bad. And so I, but then after it happened, I was just like, who the fuck am I to do that? Like, I've never stood up to anybody. I I let people walk all over me all the time. And I was like, that should tell you the level of like intimidation at the show. The fact that I was the dad. Of yeah. the room. I was the grumpy dad of the night. You were the muscle. I like the fact that I was that that tells that's a statement, a very revealing statement of the state of Hamilton comedy that I was the tough guy. Uh, I, I as soon as it finished, I imagine if you and Jason Allen were there and if, like w- how you guys would react to that. Like Jason would be like, wow, I didn't know Justin had it in him. <laughs> he was pretty mad. Gee, because I saw Jason do that at a show one time i thought it was the coolest thing these two guys oh, are yeah. being assholes to uh to a performer and jason just walks up to them and they're like laughing broing and jason just gets in their grill and much more menacingly says you guys gotta knock it off right now and then walks away and they they Fuck cowered yeah. like tails between their legs then they left after the set and he was like, I'm sorry, I was just amped up. And I'm like, you don't have to apologize for anything. You just saved the show. <laughs> so I was like, I just want to be like Jason. That's um, all, uh, all it takes. That's, that's also what I'm, what I'm going for yeah. every single day. That's a, that's a very manly thing. It's close. I'm jealous that it's like recent. Uh, yeah, I, I'm amazed. I don't know what I'll do next. Maybe I'll drive a car. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll chop down a tree or, um, I don't know, eat a steak blue. Is that a thing men do? Like a blue steak? I don't know. I've had some like medium rare recently. Yeah. It's good. It's yeah. nice. It's more it, tender. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, well done. Get out of here. Like, yeah. Just, 
Give me, give me the blood. <laughs> I want I've, the blood. I like the manly animal. shit. I, I find I need to get other manly shit out of my system too. Like sometimes I'll just watch videos of people building stuff. Yeah. Like what? Just to get it out of my system. Just like someone building a treehouse. There's this <laughs> one uh, channel I watch called Primitive Technology. It's this guy who made like his own little mud hut, and he makes like a a fire spinner thing that like can. You know, you breathe into it and it like makes the fire more intense or it yeah, has like yeah. a fan thing. And then he's like making different. He's like Minecrafting in real life. That's cool. Yeah, it's so cool. No, no voiceover or anything. Just like him in the woods. Like I used to watch it when I worked in this one call center because you could watch it on mute. That's fun. And it was just like killed some time. That's funny. Yeah. I, uh, I remember my dad. He uh, he's a carpenter and he's like a tradesman by uh, by trade, I guess. He mm-hmm. uh, he always wanted to watch this show on TV called The New Yankee Workshop. Okay. And it was about this old man in his workshop just making stuff, and it had like the most boring opening theme of like, and it cuts to him and he goes, "Hi, welcome to New Yankee Workshop. Today we're gonna make a chair out of pine," and then it shows to him getting his materials and it's just 30 minutes of him making a chair my dad would sit there glued to the tv <laughs> watching it and i'm like dad you know how to make a chair why don't you go make a chair right now and he's like this is my time this is my break <laughs> and he was just so hooked on like building shows the more boring the better but i remember when we got uh, a satellite tv we got a we got star choice back in 2002 nice. got the the dish um he didn't know what a lot of shows were, so he'd just go by like whatever name popped up, and he clicked on Bob the Builder, thinking it was a construction show. And it was a, he's like, oh, it was on Treehouse. I thought this that was like a carpentry channel. <laughs> That's what they were building. <laughs> he's so mad. Like, oh, I hate this show. <laughs> uh, he also hates Shit's Creek. <laughs> really? He hates what it. A weird. What are we? What about the show? How it's made? That show oh, yeah. probably blows mine. Yep. He likes how it's I made. I love that show too. Yeah, he was a big fan. I think you two get along, like uh, with your your tastes. Um, what was the show? It's a Living, a CBC show about like uh, weird jobs know. around Canada. <laughs> oh, like the odd jobs with. Yeah, yeah. What's the or like worst job? What was the show? You know what I'm talking about with Mike something? Yeah, yeah. I watched a clip of one the other day because I have a lot of spare time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was the kind of shitty life. No, I'm just reflecting on my dad. And I miss him now. <laughs> I, was like, I was thinking oh, about what man. to say next. And I wish like, we had a camera because you really look like you were having your uh, like Joaquin Phoenix at the start of Walk the Line moment of just like reliving your whole life. <laughs> my brother's dead. Yeah. I don't know how that movie goes. Did his brother die at the beginning? Yeah. Okay, I get that movie confused with Walk Hard sometimes with John yeah. C. Riley. <laughs> I remember I tried to watch Walk Hard when I was a kid when I didn't have a sense of humor yet, really. And there's that scene when he his brother's like, I'm cutting half real bad. And I was like, that is insensitive to Johnny Cash's brother's death. And then I stopped watching the movie. And it wasn't until years later when I had a sense of humor and watched it. I was like, oh, this movie is fucking hilarious. If Johnny Cash were alive today, he would think that movie was ballin'. Oh, uh, yeah. My dad was a big, uh, big country music fan as well. He's uh, big into Johnny Cash. Big into the the Highwaymen, uh, Cash, okay. Christopherson, Waylon Jennings, uh, other one. No, <laughs> wait. Oh shit, Waylon Jennings. 
Chris Christopherson, Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson. Okay, got him. Okay, there you cool. Go. Sorry. My dad, who loves podcasts and loves listening to the podcasts of local comedians in the Southern Ontario region, biggest pastime next to watching New Yankee Workshop, <laughs> he would spank the fuck out of me if he heard me misname the Highwaymen. Were you ever spanked as a child? Fuck yeah. Every, yeah? Yes. Like, oh my God. Like pastime like my dad is the most intimate you want to talk about manly he's the most intimidating man i've ever met like from memory as a kid my dad used to be eight and a half feet tall oh and God. weighed five thousand pounds <laughs> and just the largest man booming voice huge beard like uh, he looked like hagrid like he was just like a gnarly man yeah uh and uh my god the temper he would just yell but like I, like, deserve it shit. If I was being, like, mouthy or if I, like, made a mess or some shit, I'm like, yeah, yeah I get that. But, like, whoo, he went for it. Yeah. Um, I was also a mouthy child. Uh, yeah. Deserving of, like, the yelling that I got. Oh, absolutely. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And would, like, yell right back. I mean, I think we grew up in the 90s on The Simpsons. So, like, yeah. I think we, <laughs> Bart Simpson is also at blame yeah, uh, yeah. for some of this. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, my dad's uh, my dad's a cool guy. It, like we we get along more now as like not just like father son but like kind of friends and it's yeah. funny calling him and we talk about politics together like <laughs> island politics because <laughs> uh, uh, I know, like I don't know if you know this but the premier of Prince Edward Island uh, used to be a comedian really yep for for a while uh, Dennis King or Denny as he's known in the eastern part of the island he was um. Yeah, I wouldn't call him, like, he's not, like, a club comic. He doesn't grind, you know. Uh, but he, uh, he and three other storytellers, they used to have a month, uh, no, a weekly comedy series at this old playhouse called King's Playhouse in Prince Edward Island. Um, and my dad, he saw one of my shows once, one summer when I was home. He wasn't a huge fan of it. It was kind of weird, and, like, I, I was kind of on one at the time. And he's mm -hmm. like, I'm going to take you to a show. Like, I, I think you should watch. I'm like, okay. It's called The Foretellers, done at King's Playhouse. It's like, we got to get tickets. It usually sells quick. We look. There's two tickets left. Sure enough, two tickets. And they're not side by side. And we're like, okay. <laughs> so, like, perfect. Yeah, great. So, <laughs> it, this is, like, good for our relationship. So, we had to sit in different parts of the theater. Uh, but luckily, we noticed by the second half of the show... There were seats that we could get together because the demographic of people, I don't want to say they were old, but some of the audience members had to bring their own chairs that had wheels on them. <laughs> uh, so we're like, oh, good. They brought their own chairs. So like, we can just have that one. That's so very uh, polite so of them. <laughs> it worked out. Uh, we were able to watch it together. And Dennis, the, the now premier, he just had all these stories about Prince Edward Island from growing up, about notable figures in politics. And he developed a strong background and a strong connection with the community that uh, the Conservative Party needed uh, another member, I guess, like to, to fill in. Mm -hmm. He's like, OK, he's got no political background. And he's like, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll step up. And uh, I, I think I should. And then I don't know what happened within the party, but I don't know if it was the uh, the public perception of the Conservative Party on PEI at the time, mm -hmm. but no one was deemed like fit to be like the head of the party so dennis was like well <laughs> guess i'll step up and i'll uh, give it a go and it seemed like a bit of a lark but he was such a good speaker and so well connected within the community the dude a politician of only maybe six months 
gets elected mm. to be premier of the island. Like, I'm friends with his son. Damn. Like, I'm like, dude, your dad's the premier now. And he's like, yeah, tell me about it. I can't even, like, get lunch with him anymore like because he's so busy. Uh, so now this former comic is uh, running the island. And he kept it safe, like, during a pandemic. Like, he was big on the uh, – him and Heather Morrison were big on, like, the lockdown procedures for making sure – isolation periods were a thing but then it all went to hell <laughs> how much do you think a premier makes oh at least at least 30 grand a year i'd say <laughs> at least i'd say at least 30 grand minimum i wow. would say nah he's got to be i mean are we talking liquid are we talking like his his chattels are we talking his assets like uh like those are like three terms i don't know okay like chattels those are things that is like a medieval word to describe things that uh you own that have value like a farm like oh the cattle it's not money but it's worth money uh because he does live on a farm Mm -hmm. he um I just don't. I can't imagine. He's got a lot of money in potatoes. He, uh, probably he lives on a farm. Yeah. Uh, but I I feel like if you're premier, you go to a restaurant. Are they going to charge you? You're the premier. Are you? Are they going to make you pay? They should. But like the, the oh, of course we want the premier to eat free. Or I mean, something. it probably depends on how he's polling publicly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. His his popularity. Imagine if he like cut funding to like a lot of stuff and then. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. People just like gotta pay double. food all the time, and yeah, it costs twice as much. Here's your sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I ordered no spit. Uh, but he's a, yeah, no, he. Uh, it's interesting that it, he, he identified as a comedian in like, because when I hear someone say they're a comedian, my mind goes to like, oh, you do stand up. But uh, really, he's just like kind of a long storyteller. Uh, okay. <laughs> and like I, I wouldn't say he has a tight five, if you know what I'm saying. Doesn't have a tight five. Wow. Doesn't grind. And uh, I'll say that. Premier. I wow. hot take on Premier Denny King. He doesn't have a tight five. <laughs> the golden boy of PEI uh, going for the Premier. Gauntlet is thrown. Ooh. I mean, There's I have gonna be a mutiny on the island. I know. I've invited him <laughs> to uh, my solo show on PEI because it's set in our our mutual hometown. Oh, you should, man. That I would, did. That'd be really cool. I did invite him. I have not heard back. He's <laughs> uh, busy. I mean, his son can't get lunch with him. Yeah. You know? I know he's busy. I'll get his son to come, and his son will write a cool review. There you go. <laughs> like, Dad, you would have loved it. I bet they get along. Anyway. Talking a lot about dads today. This is the dad podcast. Yeah, the dad cast. Welcome, dad cast. guys. I was uh, there's another Amish thing I wanted to ask about because talking to that one guy at the show in Otterville because he said yeah. he worked at a place that had some Amish people that also worked there. Yes. So, like these Amish people, Amish people had coworkers that weren't Amish, and I guess they yep. put a TV in the break room at one point. And it had the work schedule on it, and the dad came in and was furious. The dad of like the Amish boys and was like, "If there's ever any media oh, on that TV, I will come back here. They will never be coming here again." Oh wow, interesting. Yeah, so it was like this huge like they can't be subjected to any. Interesting. I wonder if it's like they just think they'll be like transfixed because it's yeah. like moving picture, and they was, just they'll lose their minds or something, and then just never want to go back to the Amish life. Was it? Um was the television on their property, like on their workplace? I don't think it was an Amish workplace. It was okay. like a regular workplace, and then Amish people worked there. Interesting. That's yeah. so interesting because I know there's. Um, uh, I don't. I, not to say there's fast and loose rules in the in the Amish culture, but I do know that 
there are Amish people that do make use of technology. They can use phones, but um, now uh, email us at bestworstfriendsclub7 at gmail.com <laughs> if you have any grounded factual knowledge on this, because I don't want to make a mistake, but just uh, forgiveness if I do. The phones they use, it's either they can, they can use a landline, it okay. can be a landline. It's like and Morse code only or something? A little, or? a little bit. And the idea, it has to do with the power lines. Like, uh, I don't think they can use a cell phone, but they can use a landline because the wires are visible and they feel the, that is a message that God can access. But because cell phones and cordless phones aren't routed to uh, like a grounded physical line, they feel you're bypassing God. And God, the presence of God in their family and their rulemaking is so vital. And I think that's a big part of why media and technology, just like the idea of electricity is like a con confounding in a sense and like a bit of a bastardization towards their relationship to God. Uh, but there are some very interesting loopholes. And I feel like they're made out of necessity because like some stuff like – you can't order grain like by I want to see <laughs> I want to see a movie about the guy like the Amish guy who like 12 angry men his way in a room with people to accept phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like they were all against it and there was one guy who's like no, I think it's a good idea. I don't know. It's God's message. And then like uh, how did he get everyone else on his side like ishmael he has to roll up his sleeves he takes off his hat puts it on the table <laughs> listen gents we know what is happening we have to get on the cutting edge it is 1999 we can at least pretend it's 1783 for the love of christ we can be okay with having a phone line uh, ezekiel wouldn't you like to be able to get your grain within the fortnight Aye. Well, perhaps a phone would be able to help. Malachi, wouldn't you want your butter to be churned at a better pace and distribute to the consumer within the fortnight? Aye, it's been troubling. If we don't get it by the fortnight, the, the butter will spoil. Aye, the landline. We can trust it. Tis the will of God. A lot of Irish people on this. I fucking, okay, listen. <laughs> listen. Irish people, they have a beautiful accent that I am more than grateful to amalgamate and culturally appropriate for all my act outs, Doug. Okay. You understand? I Irish, it's a little lilty. It goes a little up. I sound like one of the chickens from Chicken Run. Uh, those are my accents. Yeah. Hit me. Impressions. Hit me. I can do them. Hit me. Like beat you up? No. Hit me. Don't hit me. <laughs> give me. Give me impression. I'll do it right now. Okay. On your podcast. Uh, give me an impression of Robin Williams. Oh, uh, hello. I'm Robin Williams. Ho, ho, ho. Next. Hit me. <laughs> our, our question. Yes. Are all the impressions going to include you saying the name of the person? Uh, I'm going to answer I... your question with another question. Uh, could you hit me? Uh, uh, another? <laughs> give me a uh, Vince Vaughn. Huh. <laughs> Uh, Who's that? I'm Vince Vaughn. No. Yeah, I'm Vince Vaughn. Uh, uh, sound like Andre the Giant. <laughs> sound like someone drowning. Can you feel it coming in the air tonight? I don't know. That's Phil Collins if he was uh, a cartoon Mickey Mouse character. Uh, next, hit me. Hit I'm, me. I don't know what's happening to Justin. I think I'm going to hit him in real life. No. <laughs> I'm drunk. He's drunk off a... Uh, a gin smash. A sip of gin smash. 
I'm proud of you, man. So did you have any like Amish friends growing up? Were they allowed to were they permitted to mix with the uh other folk or was it like a no they stayed around their own kind? Uh they they mostly stayed around their own kind, but really they didn't start coming to the island until I was about 16, I want to say, but 2008. Okay. And um I remember seeing them they used to pass by on my running route i'd run past their buggy as it's going into town uh and i remember like wearing a t-shirt that was like uh i bought it at like blue notes it had uh, a super mario mushroom and underneath it said magic because i'm real cool uh nice have the ugliest like sunglasses and sneakers on and i run past their buggy while they're passing the other direction and they're looking at me and i'm looking at them they probably both thought like what a weirdo (laughs) um but no they um they they kept uh mostly to them themselves they're they're like their own little kind of niche click they're very clicky <laughs> but uh they do sell bread um at the end of their at the end of their lanes i like and to imagine amish people are just like the mean girls yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> like that kind of clicky. you can't sit with us <laughs> but um they they would sell bread and uh it was like the best bread i ever had but my dad he became friends with them he uh well, they just love watching that. He told he would tell them all about that chair show. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, maybe like, TV. Oh, maybe TV isn't a bad <laughs> idea. So I like this new Yankee workshop. Ah, oh, but he. Uh, that's my jam. That's that my there's jam. playing at the start. <laughs> he can really fiddle. Uh, but uh, he and whittle. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what got into my dad that he was just like I'm gonna. I'm gonna go reach out to them. I'm gonna go pay him a neighborly visit, and I'm like, Dad, you, what are you doing? You like, you hang out at Tim Hortons, and you talk to the same four people, like King of the Hill, like uh, <laughs> hanging out by the uh, by the fence. But he, I can't remember if they came over or if he went to their place uh, just to get to know them, want to chat with them, because he raises horses, mm-hmm. and they also have livestock, and I think he just wanted to have like a meeting of the minds, like see what see what they have in case they could like maybe they want to sell or do a trade of uh maybe some has, goods. they have some like old amish secrets it's yeah like yeah give it a sugar cube exactly. dipped in like tea leaves and it like grows twice as strong or something who knows yeah, i mean he'll try anything twice yeah um but he went over and he he came back head full of knowledge he's just like that's how i knew about the the phone thing but he um he got really close with them, and uh, <laughs> like they called your house one day, and yeah, <laughs> they're like yelling, Justin. <laughs> it's like yes, yes, it's just the Amish, and yes. you're like, no, it's not. <laughs> There's like, no way it's not. Hi, Isaiah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, he uh, he became good friends with them, and he got word that uh, one of oh god, it was sad. One of their friends on the the eastern tip of the island in Surrey, uh, he died. And I believe, I don't know if he took his own life. It was such a fucking tragic death. And yeah. it, it really, really bowled over the community. And uh, the group that ne- lived uh, near my parents' house, I don't know if dad reached out to them or if they reached out to him, but it was such a long ride on the wagon, he offered to drive them in his truck. And he gave them Damn. all a ride to Surrey, which is like maybe 20, 25 minute drive. And mm. he gets them there and they ask, do you mind waiting uh, during the service so we can uh, get a ride back? And dad's like, I, I guess. Sure. This apparently was a traditional like German funeral 
which took about three hours. Oh, my God. And he waited. And he's telling me this. Uh, it was actually the day, the, the first day my dad ever saw me do stand-up on PEI. I had just come home for the first time in a while. And he mm-hmm. saw my show, and he's giving me a lift back. My dad's a great driver. He's giving <laughs> me a drive back, telling me the story of driving the Amish around Eastern PEI for their needs. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, I'm happy to help. I don't mind. And, uh, you know, they're just good people. And we get to the house, uh, and on our doorstep is this huge cardboard box, and in it is filled with fresh bread oh, yeah. from the Amish as a thank you. Fuck like yeah. He's just like, what I tell you? They're great folks. And he tossed me a loaf of bread, and I'm like, hell yeah. I think I ate it, like, by just uh, didn't even cut it. I just, like, nodded. Oh, Ate it all in a night. That's the best. So, uh, listeners, you want the best bread? The Amish. They make the best bread. I want some See. Amish bread. <laughs> I want some toast. Man, the Amish sounds so cool. They're all right. <laughs> <laughs> I like that that guy who said that they had a TV in the break room and he worked with the Amish guys. Mm. They had like spaces in the parking lot for guys to like drive their horses to work. Oh, cool. That's good. Yeah. That's good, good and accommodating. Um, I don't think they have anything like that on the island i don't think it's been a little while since i've been to um uh maybe they're the more like town. self-sustaining there who knows yeah you i don't know, know. Maybe. they don't need to like yeah, go out to walk. supplement their income yeah but the um oh shit what was i gonna say yeah they have a sign and i think we passed it on the way to otterville they have the same signs on pei of uh it's this. It's like a traffic sign, and it's just the silhouette on a on a yellow like triangle or a yellow mm-hmm. diamond shaped sign, and it's the silhouette of a horse and buggy to indicate be careful. There's going to be wagoneers on the road, or as we call it on PEI, Amish crossing. You never know they cross from the woods, uh, from one side of the street to the other. So it's kind of cool to see that in Otterville, and I was like, all right, they're going to dig me tonight. <laughs> Hell my, yeah, my Amish bits. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Nap time. <laughs> <laughs> do you got any uh, new bits you're working on? Yeah, you yeah, I new do. New premises? I do, I do, I do. Uh, yeah. That's what we're going to work out on uh, the Nice Best Friends podcast. Uh, Best d- Nice Friends. Sorry. Come on, Sorry. man. Sorry, we don't want to offend the uh, uh, the other the other podcast. Yeah, it's way better. I know. But uh, yeah, I got, a, I got a bit that I was working on. Uh, I think I wrote it a while ago and I, I shared it with you just as like a book of writing. But I was like... What the, like, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Like, sometimes (laughs) I write stuff, like, down, like, physically write it down with just to be like, oh, yeah, this looks good and organized joke thoughts. Then I Mm -hmm. look at it, I'm like, how the fuck am I going to learn this in an hour and a half, like, to get to the show? (laughs) So I was like, I put it on hold for a bit, and then uh, I kind of just wrote it in shorthand form yesterday and tried it out by memory. It went pretty good. Um, Nice. It's uh, about, um, you like amusement parks, Doug? Do I know amusement no, parks? No, do you fuck? Do you <laughs> like amusement parks? Do you know them? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you like them? Do you go to them? I no, I don't really search them out. But honestly, it was because for a while I was uh, so big, I was like, I'm not gonna fucking. What I'm gonna get rejected on like twelve roller coasters? <laughs> that's gonna be my day. Really? I'm not gonna fucking. Yeah, I didn't even want to try. Right? Oh, that I was sucks. like, I, yeah. But like uh, now, I would give it a shot. I was always very afraid as a kid, though. Uh, like, yeah. was terrified of them. There was one called. The Himalaya that would go backwards in a circle and just like ups and up and down on bumps. And I remember like gripping on so tight and uh, my cousins would all just be like, woo, with their hands in the air. And the guy would just be like, you want to go faster? And everyone's (laughs) like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. 
was, and I would get off, and my hands would be stuck in that grip uh, position. I remember my cousin it. like closing my fist for me, and I was just like, ah! hate it, hate yeah. it. I use uh, I use uh, I use the buy uh, my maritimer coming out. You can tell I've been <laughs> drinking. Um, yeah, the <laughs> just uh, a couple sips. Uh, dude. Shut up! It's I'm crazy. Like, shut up! <laughs> shut up, everybody! Everybody, calm down. That's it. I'm putting my pants on, and I'm out of here. Um, anyway. The joke was about um, my nephew, Liam, who uh, was eight at the time. He wanted to go to a, an amusement park with me, and he wanted to ride the roller coaster. And mm. I hate roller coasters. Like, I'm just not not for me. Other people, sure. But uh, my, my mom, she tried to convince me. She's like, come on. You t- t- take Liam. Take him. Take him on the roller coaster. And uh, I'm like, I don't want to. And she's like, well, it's good for you. I remember, remember I read an article once that said, Riding a roller coaster can help you pass a kidney stone. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever passed a kidney stone, Doug, but uh, I don't want to pass that while riding a roller coaster. <laughs> like, I don't want to be feeling the worst pain in my most private area also, while going if, on a roller coaster. What if you don't need to pass a kidney? Why would I even go on there? I, mean, like, I don't know. I don't know. And But I love, uh, I love my nephew more than I'm afraid of roller coasters, so I, I agreed. <laughs> And he's all hopped up on candy. Like, he's, like, just been eating, like, Wonka nerds the whole day on a oh, sugar yeah. high, shaking. He looks at me at one point and says, I am God. <laughs> and I'm like, and I believe you. Uh, let's do this, little man. Uh, we get to the roller coaster and, like, they got, like, weird names, right? And they always have, like, crazy marketing built around these roller coasters. Like, yeah. there's, like, all these speakers and crazy music. And they say stuff like, get on and we're going to hell. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to go to hell. Uh, and then uh, uh, the uh, the roller coaster, yours is called the Himalaya? Yeah. What does that even mean? Like, the mountain? Yeah. Which, Our- it what didn't even, like, go tall. That was the crazy part. <laughs> you like, know, aren't those mountains known uh, historically for being the tallest? And quite still as yeah. well. They don't do a lot of moving. That's true, yeah. Uh, but the uh, the roller coaster that we went on is called the Bullet, which okay. is not a good name for uh, a kid's ride. I don't like associating bullets with children. <laughs> uh, but uh, we get on. Liam, he wants to ride in the front. And uh, I'm like, all right, whatever, little man. We get on, and it's the only seat free because no one wants to sit in the front. Yeah. If you're sitting in the front, you're getting full blast of everything. Like, you get it first. Like, you yeah. don't get – there's no, like you, – you can't, like, uh, look up and see, like, other people, like, how they're reacting and it's how like to prepare. You, you took bullet on the bullet. I took That's bullet on did. the bullet. <laughs> yeah. But he, um, uh, he was just so excited, and – he as soon as we started, he's like waving his arms, and I'm like, no, like I'm like white knuckling the bar, but his arms are in the air, so I reach over to grab him. I don't know if, if you ever held an eight year old boy, and there's no good way nope. to ask that question. <laughs> uh, I have to like hold him, but he's like holding him. He's so wiggly, it's like holding human spaghetti. Like he's just <laughs> floundering around, and I'm scared he's gonna puke up all the candy and all three bottles of Mountain Dew across the fairgrounds but it's me that gets nervous and then I do that puke into your throat oh, that's gosh. Like, and it's in there and I'm like oh, only one way out but uh, I look at over the edge and I'm like I can't like just spit it out and I'm in the front it'll like go flying back to the people behind me <laughs> so I just like I push it back down with a gulp and uh, yeah <laughs> it was scary I, uh, 
There might be some more to that joke. <laughs> what 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 did this roller coaster do? It, uh, it was it loops? Was it spins? Like what was this? Um, no loops, but it took like precarious turns, and it went like, uh, <laughs> okay, shut up, shut up. I hate this. I hate this so much. But uh, it, it was going really fast. Precarious turns. Yeah. It took precarious turns. It would go so quick, and I was like, whoa, we might fall off. This is like, and if I wasn't holding <laughs> Liam, he'd go flying off and go like caught in an updraft. He weighed like 13 pounds. You just float away. And anyway, I think the button of the joke is I'm no less afraid of roller coasters, but now I'm less afraid to get a vasectomy. Oh, yeah. 100%. I don't want kids. Yeah. Fuck that. Anyway, that's uh, my rant. <laughs> <laughs> where, where did your fear of roller coasters come from? Oh, I don't know. Just I think it's the noise. And I think also it was the roll. It was on PEI too, and I'm just like I don't I don't trust that. Are there roller coasters on PEI? Yeah, there's there's two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's one at uh, a place called Sand Spit, and that's pretty big. Sand Spit. Yeah, Sand Spit. Okay, is it's, that like an amusement park? Yeah, it's like okay. uh, it's pretty fun. What what other attractions does Sand Spit have? Uh, they have a rock. It's called the Rock and Roll Ride. And it's this thing, okay, <laughs> you sit in it, it's this little basket that uh, it's you, a person beside you, and two people in front of you, and they close this, like, chamber door as you get on. And then there's, like, all these other pods with uh, other groups of four, uh-huh. and it spins in a circle. And then your chamber spins oh, upside you- down oh, okay, while yeah. spinning in a circle, which yeah. sounds fun. But if you've got somebody who gets sick in front of you, the whole chamber gets covered in it because yeah. it's like upside down. Yeah. And that did happen. Uh, I wasn't in that chamber, thankfully. But Michelle Mills, if you're listening, we don't forget. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the, uh, it has a Ferris wheel, a really big Ferris wheel. We used to go to this place on field trips in grade uh, grade 9 and grade 6. Uh, and I remember specific. That it was is. Only those I don't two know. Years. Yeah. Uh, I like think seven, eight. They're like these kids. Fucking. Su- they don't deserve no. this at all. No, we had grade eight travel. Grade eight. We had a trip to Halifax. Oh wow. We had, we had a the sell, big city. Yeah, we had to sell like five hundred chocolate bars to go. Uh, a lot of work. Uh, That's like fucking two chocolate bars to every single person on PEI. Basically, That's crazy. and they yeah. all had to buy one each from every person on the <laughs> island to go to Halifax. This PEI got really fat for yep. like one semester. Yep, <laughs> they switched it now. Like they got rid of chocolate bars. I think now you buy like seeds. <laughs> Can't eat that. Um, but anyway, this Ferris wheel in Sandspit. Um, I remember the day before. We went on our class trip in grade, I want to say grade six. Um, the day before, this class went on their field trip, and this mm-hmm. little boy goes on the Ferris wheel, and it gets to the top. And sometimes Ferris wheels they'll, they'll like stop, I guess, just to for like for a while, yeah, load other people. Yeah, people yeah, up, yeah, yeah, and you get like a view and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's on the top, and he looks out to the parking lot, and he sees a school bus leaving. And he thinks it's his school bus. And he oh, panics shit. and he gets out of his thing no. and gets on the top of the Ferris. And he's going to try to climb down. And they have to pull the emergency brake. Uh, the fire truck has to come. And it's like this whole emergency God to uh, get to rescue this poor kid who thinks his bus is leaving. 
And that poor kid, like, he must be traumatized now. And, uh, of course, we get this big fucking lecture before our class. We're grade six. That kid was six. We're grade six. We fucking know better. We're not yeah. an idiot. Uh, we know so, they have to go over names. I know. Yeah. Like, come they're on. Gonna, they're going to do a bit of a search. And so our poor teacher, she has to, like, do the whole song and dance. Like, don't get out of the Ferris wheel. We're like, we know, Mrs. McDonald. We're sorry that you have to tell us that. Uh, we get to the to the park. And uh, we get to the Ferris wheel. Me and some friends are about to get on. And uh, there's a dude. He's wearing, like, carnival gear, I guess. And we're like, is it true? Did a kid try to climb out? And he's like, yeah, I was working. And I was like, really? How how was it? And he was like, kind of scary. But we've ta- made some changes. And I was like, yeah? Like, what? And he's like, well. And he bonks on his head. He's wearing a hard hat. He's like, well, I wear this now. And I'm like, what? They put you in a hard hat? What, for falling kids to protect you? That's the precaution that they've made? It's just to soup up the carnies? Oh, good. We don't want to. Okay. Kids are expendable. Carnies. We can't lose the carny. We need to protect our carnies at all costs. Uh, I'll never forget that. He was wearing a, like that reflector vest and, and a, 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 an orange hard hat. And he just did this knock to show that it's true plastic. And, uh... I was like, okay, well, uh, the carney's safe. I feel safe now. Oh, man. Have you ever had a job where you had to wear a hard hat? No. Uh, yeah, not a job, but it was um, when I was in school. Um, uh, we, we had I went to theater school, listeners. I uh, mm-hmm. trained at a theater school. In our final year, we had to do a professional season of shows. And uh, because we're non-union, uh, we had to help with the strike at the end of the show. And uh, we had what's yeah. the strike? Oh, they, uh, it sounds so much cooler than it actually is. Well, it sounds like you have to help them like make signs. To yeah, be like, this place sucks. <laughs> this place sucks. <laughs> fight the pish, fight the machine. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, they call strike in theater terms. Uh, it's when the the crew and the production team they uh, they basically take apart the set uh-huh. uh, and they they strike the set. They get everything off. Uh, okay. But these shows are often quite elaborate, and there's like, a lot of lights installed. There's set pieces. There's uh, cables and such. Uh, a lot of things, and many hands make light work. So yep. the crew... You learned uh, that from the Amish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got to help raise a barn. My lived experience was an asset. Uh, so we had to wear a hard hat and shit just because uh, one wrong move, you could bash your head off a, a light or something. Yeah. Uh, and we got to wear steel toes. It's the closest to uh, a badass I've ever felt. Oh, man. I've had a lot of jobs where I had to wear steel yeah. toes. I had to wear steel toes in a paint store. Yeah. I worked at a paint store. I don't know. I think just because, like, we sometimes had those, like, I don't even know what you call them. Pails of paint. That's, like, five gallons of paint in a bucket. And they're yeah. like, well, if that landed on someone's foot, it would hurt. Or Yeah, yeah. I guess some stores, they would move, like, skids of paint at a time. So that's, like, a lot of weight. Interesting. But, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I've had to wear steel toes too much. I hate it. It's so yeah. uncomfortable. When you have to like work 12 hours and then walk home in steel toes. Woo. We actually, hurts. we had slip on steel toes. Like these, uh, these rubber things. Oh that yeah, like the s- foot condoms. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they just have like a big weight at the, at the tip of the toe. Uh, yeah. great. I always hated those when I had to wear them at Walmart. If I had to go out to like the garden center or something like that. Right. Did you have like part-time jobs as a kid? Yeah. My first job, um, I joke in uh, some of my stand-up that uh, my first job was cutting the grass for Canada's smallest library. 
Uh, let you in on a little secret here, folks. That was my second job. Uh, I know. You're all rattled. Uh, please email us at bestwordsfriendsclub7 at gmail.com, and I'll address your complaints personally. They'll get forwarded to me and my secretary, Kim. Kim, I love you. Um, and check out uh, Justin's uh, first album out now called Human Money. Human Money. Yeah. Human Money. And uh, I make jokes about that experience, but my real first job was washing dishes at the best restaurant in PEI that is now out of business because they had E. coli in their water. (laughs) R.I.P.E.I. R.I.P.E.I. This is pretty cool, though. Uh, (laughs) Working since 14. Do you ever pick strawberries? Not like... uh, Yeah, not like professionally, but yeah, where you get like... Yeah. Kind of conned into just working at the strawberry farm for the stuff that you're paying for. Yeah. And You're like, why isn't this considerably cheaper? Because I work here now. Yeah, I had to do that when I was thirteen. Yeah, thirteen going on fourteen. Um, oh, so you actually worked on the strawberry farm? Yeah, oh, we had a. Uh, we were all stationed at different drills on this whole field, and we had to work from like six a.m. to like eleven. Uh, my parents were like, "It's time you learn some responsibility, young man." I'm like, "Fine, <laughs> okay. I like money. Uh, we got paid twenty five cents a box." Which is a nightmare. I made $200. Not even. I made $185 for two full weeks of work. <laughs> two weeks? Yeah. Dude. That was a nightmare. It was like highway robbery. Uh, That's so funny. I love hearing people make a small <laughs> amount of money for a lot of work. My cousin Josh told me he worked for this one company that was like, you would have to go door to door with this irrigation machine, and you would ask people if they wanted their lawn irrigated, and it was like a... There's like a base rate, and then you could charge beyond that, and it was right. like whatever you could swindle people into paying you for this. But he said they got like taken out in like a van, like it was fucking D Day in the morning, and they open the doors and they're like, go, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just walking around neighborhoods for 16 hours, only gets one lawn to do, makes like 25 dollars. Fuck that. And he's just like sitting on the side of the road somewhere, just like broken as a person after like 16 hours out there, and he calls the boss just to be like, dude, I'm done. You have to come grab this. Yeah. Like, I can't do this. And the guy's like, what, Josh? No, man, I think you could really make it in this oh, business. And, guy, and my cousin Josh has, like, no chill. So he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mate, you don't know me. How dude. old was he? Oh, probably, like, 20, 25. Really? 24, Jeez. 25. Oh, God. Yeah. That's and I can't awful. judge him. I've been swindled into some bad fucking job. I once worked in this call center for half a day that the computers were so old that they didn't have mouses. <laughs> it was what? just like black screen with green text that you would just like Y N Y N Y N to like go through and it was like it would call out call centers like a cold calling bullshit place. And I was there for like three hours. Like I literally just got there immediately and just put a headset on and I was just reading a script, just like talking like calling numbers. Oh uh, god. And everyone's like, what? Ugh. And I hate just it. yeah. They're like, yeah, go take a 15-minute break. I was like, okay. And I just left. I hate that. That's, yeah. that's garbage. I um, Here's a story. I had a, uh, a date on PEI when I was uh, 19 with mm-hmm. a girl who had been um, – she'd been messaging me a lot. She's like, and we should hang out sometime. And I was always like, yeah. And I was, I was coming out of a kind of a rough breakup. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready. But then after a while, I was like, you know what? I'll say yes. She's really nice. Uh, might as well just go have dinner somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so we, she's like, great, let's go to the, the food court in the mall. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Uh, we get there and, uh, it's going fine. And then her brother joins us. Nice. And I'm like, 
I don't know what I'm getting into. I'm hearing like the uh, the banjo theme from uh, what's the movie? Uh, Deliverance. Yeah, Deliverance. <laughs> 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 I don't know. And he's just like, um, I like you, dude. And I'm like, uh, thanks, man. He's like, yeah, you gotta. You're very. You seem very talented. You seem very personable. And I'm like, thank you. That he pulls out a binder and puts it in front of me, and it's got like this corporate-y kind of logo on it, and he starts upselling me on this basically pyramid scheme. Wait, what, the brother? Yeah, the brother. So you're on a date with the, where's the girl? She's still there, and she's smiling and nodding, and she's like, I'm involved in it too. I realized. Join us, Justin. I got asked on a date, <laughs> and then it turned out to be a pyramid scheme, and I was so fucking bummed. Yeah, like, you went from feeling like the king of the world to the pharaoh yeah. of the world and i'm like yes no this is a pyramid <laughs> scheme right and they're like i don't think so and i'm like i'm like drawing it out i'm like drawing a triangle <laughs> with like ketchup on the food tray and i was just like i don't see it i'm like what part of this ketchup don't you understand <laughs> like uh it was uh it was embarrassing and i uh, i just feel so bad for people who get involved in that stuff like that is so how do you not see that that is like such a Ponzi scheme yeah. and an easy way to lose money. Like yeah. I think it was like a health drink or something Ugh. like a kombucha kind of thing. I hate people who take advantage of people in any way like that. That one grinds my gears a lot. The one that like truly boils my blood is people who uh, like profit off of people's grief. Like yeah. the John Edwards guy, I hate that. you know, who's Those just like readings. someone's like, my my grandfather died, and he's just like, well, I was just talking to him, and he says he loves you, and it's not your fault. And he's like, thank you. So here's five million dollars. It's like you're such a shitty person for taking advantage of people like that. Yeah, I, I hate, hate that shit. I don't like fortune tellers either. Yeah, I uh, I just uh, I got a got a bad experience with fortune tellers. <laughs> uh, my ex girlfriend who uh. Did not support my improv career at all. Uh, she, uh, uh, I but sh- did support fortune tellers? Yes. Strange. I know. She <laughs> Strange. Uh, She came very late to a show we were doing. And it was like a big show. It was like uh, packed and it was really fun. And she showed up late. And I was like, what the hell? Like, why were you like, not that I was like precious about the craft. I was more just like. What the H-E double hockey sticks yeah, are you like, doing late to this? What the frig? And she's like, sorry, my fortune teller appointment ran late. And I'm like, I can't begin to unpack how fucking crazy that statement is. How does that even work? Like, what? It's like, was, was your fortune teller, like, tangled up? And it's just like, this is going to take, I'm going to, Kim, hold my calls. <laughs> this person's palm is a mess. It's gonna, uh, all my tea leaves are a mess here now. I don't know what omens she was encountering, what crystals she had to align up, but uh, it was uh, it was upsetting that she would put so much time and energy into this fortune teller. I don't know. I just I think it's bull. bull yeah, I, I I hate that stuff. I think it's all bull honky. I my mom. I remember my mom telling me once that she went to a fortune teller, and among the things she told her, she said, uh, "Tell your son to beware a woman with red hair." <laughs> And I was like, it's fucking weird as hell. But like, I always liked redheads too. So I was like, that's strange. And then years go by. I uh, I match with like this one random like uh, girl on Tinder. And she was like really hot. So I was like, oh, this is cool. Like we're chatting a little bit. And she's like, uh, just for the record, like, I don't want to fuck you. 
That's what she nice. said. And I was like, honestly, this comes up a lot. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> like, I'll just still chat. And she's like, uh, but if you want, you can come do a cum ritual. And I was like, a what? And she's like, it's you can like come here and then jerk off and I'll watch you. What? And then she just sent an address and was like, uh, don't be a pussy. And then unmatched me. And I was like, well, that's fucking scary. I like wrote down the address because I wanted to like see if there was going to be like <laughs> homicide at whatever Tecumseh yeah. like that this fucking God. said. And then I remember I was telling someone the story and I was like, yeah, it's like, you know, I wouldn't even been like talking to her that much if she didn't have red hair. And then I remember my mom saying the fortune teller, like, beware woman with red hair. And it's yeah. like, I don't believe fortune tellers, but like, I might believe that one. Yeah. I might uh, believe fortune teller. I also, I don't <laughs> even care what color her hair is, whatever she's got in her head. I ain't going to find out. Like yeah. she's telling me to come. That was fuck. I think I had just been watching some really stupid, uh, true crime documentaries, like, uh, in plain sight where that whole yeah. family gets swindled by that guy. You know where the dad jerks off the dude. She's so like, he said he needed a release and we were out in the woods and he just had his wiener out so i just jerked him up and then he abducted his daughter twice you ever watch that no so dumb but yeah i was like i can't be in one of these dumb true crime documentaries (laughs) where like local fat idiot dies (laughs) (laughs) it's not what you think yeah thinking he's part of a cum ritual (laughs) um what was i gonna say did you ever see the movie um what is the documentary about Fighter Fest? Or no, not Fire Fire Fest. Fire that, Fest, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fighter Fest is a wrestling event making fun <laughs> of Fire Fest. Uh, that documentary about Fire Fest, where the uh, one of the organizers needed a skid of water like yeah. that to get delivered, and he offered to blow the guy to get it there on time. <laughs> it's so like, crazy! I'll do anything. I anything it's like we can just give you the water sir it's not that big a deal (laughs) that was a fun part of the pandemic where everybody was just watching the same stuff so you could talk to anybody about it like everybody watched tiger king so you could talk about it yeah yeah yeah, it was kick-ass all right buddy i think we're at a decent time yeah do you want to talk about your uh one-man show you got coming up you got a lot of performances absolutely let's add this to the list of things people will have watched because of the pandemic. It has given Hell way yeah. to a lot of time for me to write. I've been writing this uh, this new show. It's called The 70 Mile Yard Sale. But it's uh, it's still pretty new, so I'm working at the, the kinks of it. Uh, mm. For six shows as part of the Hamilton Fringe. So if you look up Tales from Island Boy Public Journal, that's the show where I'm just basically formally informally working it out at this uh this small bar called mosaic in hamilton on the award-winning bar street yeah it is a great bar uh i wrote a uh (laughs) i don't know how good of a pitch this is on the uh uh theater persons of uh theater people of hamilton it's a facebook group where a lot of artists congregate and someone made a post saying if you're in the fringe you're allowed to make one post about your show no spamming so make it count one post one opportunity one shot one kill <laughs> this is what i wrote oh yeah greetings humans which is a great start uh <laughs> it is i justin teller of tales and jokes I invite you all to take part in this limited time offer to audition for the role of audience in my upcoming Hamilton Fringe spectacle called Tales from Island Boy Public Journal. What the hell is that, you may ask? Well, I'm working on a new one-person show called The 70 Mile Yard Sale, which is a fantastical story about Prince Edward Island. 
This is a progress showing of six, count them, six shows presented at Mosaic Bar on the award-winning Barton Street. It runs July 21st to 26th. If you laughed once while reading this pitch, you may enjoy the show. Here's the link to tickets. By the way, you look great today. That's my pitch that uh, I'm sure will get me banned for not taking advertising seriously of, uh, of my show. I don't know. I'm just. Uh, it's, it's a nice pitch. Thanks, man. It's just I, I I was at the Toronto Fringe last week and mm-hmm. everybody hustling to pitch like their business cards, business cards. Everyone's got a flyer to get their show out there. And it's like it's at a point where it's like if everybody's promoting, nobody's promoting. It's just kind of a wall of sound. So I'm just hoping that the merit of the show is what sells it. And so how do, how do you separate yourself in the, the rabble of promotion then? Oh, I like don't, what do you do to like stand out from the here's my show? Uh, I, I don't know. Not to say I limit it, but I kind of like as a comedian, like I write jokes to make the mm-hmm. the the ad. And if people like the ad, like more than just come see my show, but like if I can make a joke and make them laugh and like look twice at the ad because it's kind of humor humorous, I try to. I don't know, make fun of the advertising process. I love it and I hate it at the same time. I guess they're like, hey, if you can make me laugh in the written word, yeah, then exactly. the spoken word's easier to make people laugh in because you can like put more yeah. into it, you know? And if you can make people laugh with your ad, then odds are if the ad for the comedy show is funny, I bet the show itself is funny. Yeah, it's like a good trailer. Right? Yeah. That's why I made like the, the album art of Human Money, my debut album, now available on Apple and Spotify. Uh, it's a the cover is like a joke in of itself. Like if you look at it, it's like oh, if you find this funny, you might find the jokes funny. Like I don't know, yeah. some people do like cool artful kind of designs for their stuff, and that's cool too. It's kind of reflective of them as an artist. But eh, <laughs> I'm I'm a dork. Yeah, <laughs> the dork first. That's how I do it to answer your question. Yeah, well, check out this dork wherever you get this uh, dork. You got a bunch of stuff people can go to, and yep. yeah, that show you just said, and then yep. you got your live shows in Dundas. Uh, yeah, uh, follow Wrath of Shaw on Instagram, or if you want to keep in touch uh, through like the events that I put on, jokes on Hamilton, all on Instagram. Uh, thanks for having me in your kinky sex dungeon, Doug. This has been uh, kind of sticky, but uh, I'm pretty hammered, and I, I don't know what's in this drink, but I'm falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrific ending. All right, goodbye, everybody. And Justin's about to die. Goodbye.